Hello and welcome to Cindy and Friends. I'm your host, Cindy Gross, and I invite you to bond with those you agree with and even some of your foes. We have insights and analysis and exclusive interviews from those newsmakers and trendsetters who share facts and opinions about what is making the headlines in today's world. Thank you for tuning in. We are at the WGBB studios here on Long Island. We are airing throughout the tri-state area. You can download and listen to us anytime on every major podcast outlet. And you can follow my articles as they are featured on the Times of Israel, Israel National News, Your America TV, and Newsmax. And now, Cindy and Friends. Hello, and welcome to Cindy and Friends, where everybody is welcome and where we discuss headlines and trends from around the world, around America, around each state, and around our communities. We have more in common than we don't, and we are just so thrilled to have our followers listening to us every week. We welcome everybody who is joining us for the first time and Hope that you are inspired to tune in every Sunday morning on WGBB radio or when you're streaming worldwide anytime, anywhere. We have a huge show today. And as always, I am going to begin my show with my pearls of wisdom because my Jewish name is Ziesel Peril, which means sweet pearl. And more than any time I could think during my lifetime, we do need some sweetness, some pearls of wisdom, some sharing of thoughts. And most importantly, I'd like to hear back from you what you think of my pearls of wisdom and what not only I have to say, what our guests say. So join me right now in my opening, my pearls of wisdom. Today, my pearls of wisdom are all about what we can enjoy in February. February is a month where so much is set up for us, especially in America, with trends, whether it's fashion weeks in New York, other cities, and big fashion shows for so many great charitable causes, uh, whether or not it's award season and there are so many awards and we just had the Grammy Awards and believe it or not, the Grammy Awards got a huge boost in their ratings this year. Maybe it's because so many, uh, people that we respect and admire for years, the real pioneers in their field came out to the shows and supported it. Uh, it's also sports season, Super Bowl. And of course, it's the month of love, whether or not we start out with wearing red for women's health issues and heart day or 
Valentine's Day, the ultimate day of love, even though everybody should be celebrating Valentine's Day every day and loving and respecting those they cherish. It is a day that is highlighted with gifts and going out and making someone just feel a little bit special. And today you're going to find out some people on the show who make me feel special. And they are the the leaders in their fields. And I want to bring them all to you in this show because each one of them has a great place in my heart. And you're going to find out in each uh, interview why they are so important to me. But I want you to think about with everything going on culturally around the world and culturally in the United States, I want you to think about who and what inspires you in the world of culture and art. Because today we have a gap with so many when they don't take the time to think about their hobbies, their interest, and they come so consumed with what's going on in the world that they see in the news or that they feel in their streets and in their communities that we sometimes forget about how beautiful culture and art and books and film and fashion really takes us a step forward. And with that, we're going to go into a commercial because we are taking a step forward. You're going to meet the shoe designer from Texas, a small business owner, a woman business owner, and you know our show is featuring that, but somebody who I am wearing throughout shows at New York Fashion Week. So I'm getting a little bit personal here. And we, of course, have the great actor Kevin Sorbo, and the author of the best-selling nonfiction book that everybody is talking about. And it's going to be a great time to think about yourselves a little bit. What do you enjoy? What do you need to spend more time focusing on in your own little culture world? Because history shows us that when we forget ourselves, it's not really good. Take that time every day to feel good about yourself, whether or not it's reading a book, watching a movie, putting on the right shoe, outfit, going out to the right place. But really, February is the month that features so much of this great culture. Hi, my name is Allie Arts. I have been in the beauty industry for over 25 years. I became a salon owner five years ago when I purchased Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. I had a vision to create a warm, welcoming environment where you can have your hair done, meet great people, and leave feeling wonderful about yourself. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not always the feeling you get when you walk into salons. Often we feel judged, not good enough, 
And it's just not what it should be. My goal was to take away those ugly bits of the beauty industry. We have a saying hanging on the wall in the salon, surround yourself with beauty and kindness. And we strive to create that environment and ambiance every day. We are a full service salon offering hair, skin, and nail customizable treatments. There is truly something for everyone. We pride on ourselves of having a multi-generational clientele. And the reason behind this is because I've always been a working mom. It has been important to me to be able to utilize my time in a way that I can get all of my services done as well as my family. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe. Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official, shop online at BriannaCannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Welcome back. So I'm doing something a little bit different this New York Fashion Week. Because my show has been uh, promoting and supporting women business owners and because the fashion industry is really, first of all, geared to a women audience, at least it started that way, but because so many of the people involved in fashion especially the clothing and accessories um, outlets and designers and boutiques are women. Uh, I am going to focus in on what I will be wearing to multiple events during the two weeks in New York City. I am very happy to tell you that I'm only wearing one designer of shoes to all the events. And you ask me why? Because Claudia Lasada has designed a shoe all leather and she has shoes, whether or not you want the very high stilettos or the Mary Janes, they are so comfortable. And many of you know that I have experienced severe issues walking in heels with my back issues and my knee issues. And to find somebody who makes a shoe reasonably priced for that quality is amazing. So Claudia Lasada, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot or better known as Cindy and Friends, because your brand is really quality and you bring your expertise that you've had working in the fashion industry to shoes. And you are very careful about how you work with the International Labor Organization. The shoes are made in Brazil. You are Brazilian and you are now a proud woman business owner in America. So thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you, Cindy, so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So I found your shoes quite by accident. I was at a point in my life where I was 
honestly, I don't want to say depressed because I'm not medically diagnosed depressed, but I was unhappy. I was always somebody who wanted those designer shoes like Carrie Bradshaw. And all of a sudden I couldn't walk. I was limping. Everybody was watching me looking so uncomfortable. And I ended up going to Black Tie Affair in gold sneakers. Mm. And it was just not me. And then I found your shoes by accident, recommended by somebody. And you had a collaboration with a shoe that continues to sell out online. So tell us a little bit about why your shoes are the must-have shoes for everybody of all ages for glamour and comfort. Yes, we, um, so we hyper focus on comfort, um, but we also wanted to make sure that we had that extra bedazzle, you know, for women like you, like me, um, uh, we, we tend to really emphasize the look and the quality of the shoes, but comfort is, it's, it's a must for sure. It's, it's very easy for, um, women to go to into a store and pick any shoes and they are absolutely stunning. And then you wear it for two hours and you can't no longer, you know, wear them for the rest of the night. So what we emphasize and um, we really uh, try to nail is comfort. So we create quality shoes that are high quality leather, which makes the shoes a lot more softer and wearable into uh, a piece of art that has all size in heels um, that can range um, any women from their early 20s all the way to their late, their late 70s. Now, you're a young mother. You are a woman who is deeply faith-based. Yes. And have a lot of values that are tied to your faith and to yes. to the uh ideas of democracy and freedom and it comes across in your work that you do you have you have a red logo that's a little bit different not hiding but within the shoe tell everybody about your heart yes so um you know there's a a saying that many people wear their um, hearts in their sleeve we wear our hearts in our soul um so the shoe represents the heart and the shoe represents it, it's a it's a, a padding um for extra comfort but it represents love and so when women uh try it on or they wear our shoes throughout the day they're constantly reminded that they're worthy and they're loved so that's the idea behind the heart now, most people think of Mary Jane's as, oh, the shoes from the 50s that grandma wore. Yet the biggest selling shoes that you have, I mean, every shoe I ask you that I want is sold out. It's yes. the Mary Jane's. Why are you making Mary Jane's? Like, what is in the formula in your company and your branding that makes so Mary Jane so popular for 20-year-olds and for 40-year-olds and for 60-year-olds like me? Yeah, first is the comfort of the Mary Janes for sure. Uh, the, the blocked heels are two inches and so they are comfortable, but the Mary Janes are fun. It, it, it's a style that's been, that existed in the eighties and it's coming back with, with an element of elegance and fun and spunky. And so, uh, the idea of creating something that was invented and, and styled years ago to bring it back today into a more of a modern style. It's, it's a really fun uh, thing to do. 
So I want to ask you, I mean, I'm going to New York Fashion Week, and it's no secret that New York Fashion Week has really not what it was 20 years ago when it was all in one under one tent. And there's a lot of competition now for that audience. Europe has really taken over a lot of it by storm. And I really think that one place that's taken it over is Dallas. Can you tell us what's booming in the Dallas fashion industry that everybody should be aware of? Yeah, Dallas, um, it's really interesting because it has always been a city of uh, women in uh, style and well-dressed. And I think the economy is so strong around town. Uh, that's one of the reasons that my husband and I actually moved here is for uh, greater opportunities in the economy is just booming. Uh, there are companies from all over, you know, all over the United States that are moving here. And so it just um, brings that that extra, um, you know, uh, uh, something on top of, of just the fashion industry, just people are, are willing and wanting to, uh, participate of these events that used to be so much in New York, so much so that now are here in Dallas from, uh, fashion shows to events to parties to, you know, lunch ons. It's just women are really well connected and, um, and they just want to enjoy life. They want to do, you know, uh, fun things just like the New Yorkers did it. And, I will uh, just want to share with everybody, if anybody goes on your Instagram, of course, my audience, please go to the Instagram and go onto the website. We'll talk about it at the end, but love is the ultimate gift. And that is really what is represented. Even when you make the um, Tabitha shoe with the multicolored metallic flowers, with the colors with them, it looks like everything is hand done. It's so like, so feminine. So sexy. Yes, thank you. It's hard to believe that there was so much comfort in it, and yet there really is. Who is one person you would like to wear your shoes that you haven't uh, dressed yet in your shoes? You know, that's a great question. I have um, I have a big list of women that I would like to uh, wear my shoes. One would be Carrie Underwood. I, I think she's beautiful, darling, inspiring. I think everything she represents comes from love within. And so I would love for her to wear my shoes. Um, there are several Hollywood, but also um, I think uh, Priscilla Shire, when I come to Think of who inspired me. She's, uh, she's a person of, of, um, that comes from such a, uh, intellectual and wisdom, um, and beauty all in one person. I would love for her to wear the shoes. Um, there, the, the list goes on for sure. Uh, I'm so honored that you, uh, decided to be a part of Cindy and Friends and allowed me to be a part of it and to really help introduce in case you haven't gone onto the website. Well, now you have another outlet. You're going to be introduced in the tri-state area. We are going to do events together in New York coming up yes. this spring with a brand new collection coming out. And I can't wait to share with everybody my shoes that you are sending me. I mean, I really could wear everything, even the stuff that won't. I have a feeling those four-inch heels will be on me soon because I can't resist them. <laughs> <laughs> I know me. I, love it. I know me. And we're so lucky because Western wear has become such an international trend right now. 
Uh, guys, you got to go see those cowboy boots. There's a black and white two-tone that only, it's like, that's my next one on the wish list because yes. I already have the magenta, <laughs> the yes. pink magenta one that's metallic. That's amazing. But Claudia, tell everybody where we could reach out to you, where they can find you and, uh, how you're going to be a part of our family in the long future. Yes, so uh, you can find us on the uh, our website, ClaudiaLasota.com. Um, and uh, we are just, Cindy, just so thrilled, so excited to be part of this family. I, I know what you represent and uh, what you do as well comes from the heart, right? The, the, Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm just honored and flattered that we were um, uh, connected and I I wouldn't call it by accident. I think everything happens for a reason. So, um, no, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be in this beautiful platform that you have. And, guys, trust me, there will be a shoe with pearls very soon because we're yes. going to share the pearls of wisdom. <laughs> That's plus, right. We, That's right. And, and you know what? Claudia just said it so perfectly. We believe in so many of the same values of faith and family and Judeo-Christian values and and our prayers to God and our belief in God and that, you know, it's just so, so, so important. Besides, we're both mommies of boys, so that's good too. Yes. <laughs> Claudia, we'll have you back soon and we're going to start, my, check out my social media as well as Claudia's because I'm going to start featuring ways to wear the shoes New York style. Thank you, Cindy. Have a blessed one. Thank you, you for too. having me. Many software projects become successful every year, growing businesses, saving time and money, and providing freedom from stress and frustration. However, not all software projects are successful. Why? What makes software successful? Paying attention to the end-user satisfaction. With JobBase, every software project is a success because every project is built with the end-user in mind. Save time, save money, improve and grow your business. The product is amazing. When I got the finished project, I was so happy with the result. They delivered higher than my expectation. As a project manager at JobBase, we commit ourselves to ensuring that every single product we have will succeed. Visit us at www.jobbase.io. That's www.jobase.io. Or email us at sales at jobbase.io. Be the next success story. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly to help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Joining us now is Hercules, is all the way to say it. And what's even better about Kevin Sorbo is that he was the first, not one of the first, but the first to say that he's going to stand with his family, his faith, his belief in the Constitution, and he's not going to stand up for what people want him to say in Hollywood. And he really started... The string of, of other actors bringing on careers with very successful independent movies. And if you go on Netflix, there's a whole area that's just Kevin Sorbo movies. So, Kevin, 
Thank you so much for joining Cindy and friends. It's always great to have a patriot with us. Somebody who not only entertains us, but actually enlightens us in a very informative way, in a very entertaining way. Well, thank you, Cindy. And I got to say, I do feel like I was the first because it was about a, a dozen years ago that I was the first cancel culture victim in Hollywood before it even became a term when my manager and agent said they couldn't work with me anymore for being conservative. <laughs> I went, wait a minute. When Hollywood started, it was conservative. It was completely conservative. The Warner Brothers were conservative guys. But, you know, the 60s, everything sort of changed and it just accelerated into the insanity we're living in right now today. So just by chance last week, because I honestly could tell you someone who loved old Hollywood, who really watches all the old movies sure. and looked forward to award season, has absolutely no desire to watch any of the, the, the movies. No. I don't care about the Oscars, but I was on Netflix and I saw one of the nicest movies called A Wave of Kindness. And you were really the supporting actor to somebody else. Tell everybody about working with your son. You know, it's interesting. Both my bo- we're homeschoolers, as you know. My wife's a homeschool advocate. She travels the country with it. We got three kids, two boys and a girl in that order. Um, because of all the independent movies I've been doing over the last 10, 12 years, uh, they grew up on movie sets. So they weren't they're not intimidated with the lights, the cameras, the makeup. Like they, they're always on the sets hanging out. So when both of my boys got around 12, 13 years old, they say, hey, Dad, we want to be actors. And I wasn't surprised by that. So I put them in some classes, um, and they took class for about three years. They both were in their first movie called Let There Be Light, which we shot. Uh, my wife, Sam, actually uh, uh, wrote it, and uh, they they did such a great job, and they got hooked on it. So Brayden Sorba, my oldest, who's in the movie with me, The Wave of Kindness, has a much more of a lead role in it. He has, he and I did a, did a very funny zombie movie, um, that's going to be coming out, uh, later this year. We shot it in, in uh, Montana last year. So he's done about seven or eight movies. And my other son and I just did a Christmas movie last year outside of Fort Worth, Texas. So they're getting very busy in this right now and they're loving it. And, uh, to me, it's like, go after it. You know, you guys are getting booked on your own. It's not help from me. So just, you know, they want to keep pursuing it. I say pursue it and they're doing a darn good job. Well, they have a great role model on you and Sam. She's been a guest on the show talking about uh, education. And, of course, you two are not shy about your support for President Trump, for uh, fighting for really right now fighting for the Western civilization. It's really it's not a choice of America anymore. It's really uh, a choice of what we know is democracy and freedoms. You know, I spent three and a half years of my life living in Europe, and I spent seven years in New Zealand filming Hercules, five years up in Canada. And it's interesting. There's always sort of this uh, curiosity about America, infatuation about America in these other countries. At the same time, it's like the Big Brother syndrome, you know, and where they sort of bash it. You guys think you're the center of the world. Well, really, we kind of are, because as America goes, the rest of the world's going to go. And I'll tell you what, if America ends up on the same path that's going on, this world is in trouble. I mean, you see what's going on in other countries and the insanity there. You see what's going on here. Um, I, you know, I've got liberal friends and I got people that get in my face and, you know, public and I say, well, what policies of Donald Trump did you hate? Well, he's an asshole. And I go, well, that's not a policy. What policies did you not like? And they can't name one. No, they, they can't. And, and they I, can't, and go, they can't oh, compare prices. I just, no. I call it common sense. That's how I'm saying yeah. to everything. Common sense. And you know what's really funny? People who are really 
getting uh, a losing out because they are maybe not a black woman getting a position rather than merit are still thinking that this is not right. And it's not to say, look, there are plenty of black people. You and I both know that are qualified, but certainly Kamala Harris isn't. Certainly our press secretary isn't. No. See, you remember when the Democrats were in, in 2020, when their primary started, Kamala Harris was one of 13 people up on that stage, along with Biden. She was the first to go. She had less than 2% of the vote. That means 98% of Democrats didn't want her as president. There she is, one breath away, one stumble from Joe Biden away from becoming president. And I look at that and I go, look at the weirdness and the hypocrisy of that. I mean, we got a woman that uh, Biden put into our Supreme Court, and all he said is, I'm going to put a black woman in the Supreme Court. Had nothing to do with qualifications. Here's a woman during the screening process could not define what a woman is. Because she says I'm not a scientist. I'm going, oh, my God, the world is crazy, crazy, crazy. And we got to keep fighting back. People need to wake up. They need to wake up because there's such a brainwash that's going on in this world People need to, you know, the sheep are going to be sheep, but I need to wake up the lines and not be afraid. Every movie I've been doing for the last six, seven years, I get at least one person or more from that set comes up to me and says, hey, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, dude, be a voice for yourself. Why do I have to be your voice? Well, we don't want to get black like you. Okay. So Disney movies aren't going to call me up anymore. That's fine. I don't need to be in a Disney movie. I'm still making movies through Sorbo Studios. Please go to SorboStudios.com, by the way. And uh, we're still doing movies that Hollywood used to do, movies that have hope and love and faith and redemption and laughter. Hollywood doesn't do that anymore. No, and you know what? The proof of the pudding is look at something like the Christmas stations. Even uh, GAF is the largest one, and it was started because people wanted more traditional values. They didn't want to change Christmas. Yeah, I mean Hallmark does Christmas movies for three months. I think I think the last and now they're days. actually losing the audience to the more conservative station because they yeah, try to went woke. I know, I know. They're all going woke. I mean, ESPN's gone woke. All these people, it's just it's just it's just sad to me. You know, I'm still a sports guy through and through. I love watching sports, but I don't want to hear what these guys have to say. Just show the sports. I agree with you. You know, people are dying and craving to get away from politics because of what it's yeah. become. People and like you said, you you are busier than ever. You're touring the I country. Am. I got to show something. My latest book with Brave Books, The Test of Linehood. Um, these guys are great. If you remember last year, Kirk Cameron's involved with them as well. Kirk Cameron wouldn't be allowed to read a public libraries because his book has moral messages in it. It's got godly values in it. So the public libraries that you and I fund with our tax dollars said no to him, but they were fine with, uh, with, uh, uh, the, the trans, not the trans, the, the, uh, the drag queens. It was okay for drag queens to read the seven year olds, but Kirk Cameron is a very scary individual. So I started going after the emasculation of American men. It's been going on for decades and it's just gotten worse and worse. My son wears a t-shirt at the gym that says, um, embrace masculinity. I love it. And my book with Brave Books, go to bravebooks.com. Brave Book. This book deals with letting kids be kids. Let them grow up to be of a mature enough age to decide what they want to do with their lives, their bodies, or whatever. Don't sit there and tell a five-year-old because he puts on his mom's high heels that we should cut off his penis. I mean, this is insane what we're doing right now. Absolutely. And this is, and this is really, if you listen to 
people who are in their 20s, a lot of them are not voting for Joe Biden. A lot of black men who feel that they've been ignored by the party are not voting for Joe Biden. And the whole thing with immigration, the biggest joke is because many Hispanics are religious and family oriented, are not going with Joe Biden. Well, 10 million, at least across this border, what he has done. During Trump, it was 1.4 million. I asked people, did you have a problem with him keeping this border safe? Did you have a problem with what Trump did in making us energy independent? First thing Biden did was get rid of the fact that we have more oil than anywhere else in the world. He said, no, we're not going to drill here. We're going to buy oil from countries in the Middle East that hate us. We fund our own wars against ourselves. It's crazy. So in our last few minutes, because I know you have to go and we're running on a hard commercial, tell us. All the upcoming projects we can look forward to. You know, I got four movies coming out next year. They're in post-production right now. I've got two documentaries. Um, I don't know when those movies are coming out. There's a good mixture of stuff in there. Um, but I have a wonderful documentary coming out Easter week. It deals with The Last Supper, and it's called Eating with the Enemy. And it's a wonderful documentary. It's the same company, Ingenuity Films, that I did uh, before The Wrath uh, with. Um, I did that two years ago. It was the number one documentary on Amazon. I've got a number of movies coming down the pipeline. Go to SorboStudios.com. That's the best place to go, SorboStudios.com. And we've had Trent on from Braid Books. So once again, Trent tell everybody the book. Yep, Trent tell is awesome. Show everybody once again the book. The Test of Lionhood. Check it out. Good family book. And I'm telling everybody, go to Netflix and watch Kevin and Braid and his son. It's fantastic movie Thank you really you. are going to enjoy it. And you're not, you can watch the whole family can watch it and you don't have to be embarrassed. That's even better. And Sorbo Studios, we got two movies out. One right now, you can get Miracle in East Texas. Go there. We get an autographed copy from Sam and I. There, our autographs are on there right now. This was in theaters last year. True story set in 1930. My wife, myself, I directed John Ratzenberger's awesome Tyler Maine, Lou Gossett Jr. Please check it out. SorboStudios.com. I'm ordering it after this commercial, uh, after this interview. Thank awesome. you so much. Coming on, come back on when you have everything uh, all set in the uh, movie theaters and promote it again. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Hi there. My name is Sid Mandelbaum, and I'm the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up. We're an anti-poverty think tank that over the years have fed over one billion people and have also written laws so that uh, federal governments and states can uh, acquire food from uh, federal and state agencies. We would need your help for a couple of things. First, uh, we have a very robust program in schools, and we teach students how to save food and then give it to people that are at risk in their communities. We also need uh, interns to help us with our advocacy work, And if you're interested in doing any kind of reaching out to governments, we could help you uh, with laws that we've written to get them passed. Thank you so much. You could reach us at uh, 1-877-691-FOOD or just call uh, 516-295-0670. Thank you so much. This is Allie Arts. I own Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. Self-care doesn't end with a cancer diagnosis. 
Once a month, Ambiance Salon opens its doors and offers absolutely free salon, spa, and wellness services to anyone currently in treatment. Our program creates a safe environment for our guests to feel comfortable, give space for them to relax, and leave them feeling a little lighter. It is by far my favorite day in the salon. Guests receive haircuts, color, scalp treatments, massage, facials, nail treatments, Reiki, and makeup. We also are able to offer complimentary wigs for because of a generous donation from Rocket and Wrap It Up. If you or someone you know is in treatment and would like to participate, all that is needed is a signed waiver from your doctor. It can be found at mondaysatracine.org. We are currently the only salon in Nassau County to provide this service. Claudia Lissota shoes are handmade in Brazil with luxurious materials and top quality leather to add comfort to an everyday wear. But truly, what set us apart as a brand is that we are empowering and inspiring women all over the world with positive messages of love. From the beautiful shoes as well as the packaging, which represents so much more than just meets the eye. It's a continuous reminder to women wearing our shoes that she's now ready to conquer the world around her. Our company also donates a percentage from every pair sold to charities. We want to make a difference. It's not what we do, it's who we are and who we represent. Welcome back. Joining us now is the author of probably the most talked about book in America, if not the world right now, Amateur Hour. You've seen it everywhere. You're hearing all about it. It's all about Kamala Harris in the White House. Charlie Spearing is the author. It is a must, must read. A little bit about him. He was a political journalist 15 years ago as a reporter for the Washington Post. Columnist Robert Novak. He was a political writer for the Washington Examiner before moving on to Breitbart News as a White House correspondent, and he covered the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and the Biden administration, so both sides of the aisle. And this book really details, step-by-step, Kamala Harris's rise and why common sense should really rule today, not R or D, because this woman really got to a place for no other reason than by race, sex, gender, and uh, an arrogance and pushiness of entitlement, for lack of a better way of describing it. Charlie, is that a good way to, to describe her? Absolutely, that's right. When she uh, rose in California politics, a big part of it was her just learning to show up impress the elites, impress the donors and the politicians and the socialites and prove to them that she belonged on the stage. But when she launched her national campaign for president, she found herself in a space where she actually had to win over the hearts and minds of voters. And she found that very difficult to do just based on her political experience. It was going into Iowa and trying to convince people to vote for you and coming up with an agenda sharply different from campaigning in a one party state of California. Well, it's amazing because this woman really, when you go, there's one paragraph. I just want to share a little bit about it. And it says, low on funding and resources, the campaign decided to focus uh, everything on Iowa. 
and I won't even say the rest of the sentence here because <laughs> this is national radio of what right. she's, what she joked, how, how vulgar this woman is and how she finally had an authentic moment on the campaign trail to show her calculating herself. And she looked so desperate that she, uh, shared t-shirts with uh, the Harris, the Harris communications director shared t-shirts and it was just such an unprofessional campaign. And yet this went on and on until, I mean, let's face it. She wasn't Biden's first choice. And you are very clear about this in the book. Tell everybody what went on and how she was picked. Yeah, that's right. You know, Biden preferred Gretchen Whitmer for for a vice presidential pick, he liked her plain spoken style, her retail politics, her, her, she would help him win a swing state in Michigan promise. You know, she famously promised to fix the, fix the roads, just very simple campaign promise. So Biden certainly appreciated Whitmer, but it was also the summer of the George Floyd riots. So he felt the need to pick some, pick a woman of color. And he was encouraged by senior advisors and even Barack Obama and suggesting that it was important, essential to pick a woman of color to satisfy that side of the base and sort of bring back the Obama coalition that helped them win in previous years. Hillary famously chose a vanilla senator from Virginia to be her, her vice presidential candidate. And a lot of people thought that because she did that, she lost a lot of the black vote. And it's very funny you say that because there is uh Kellyanne Conway just uh, wrote a piece about Trump's VP, not that she knows it, but that we should be smarter as Republicans to recognize merit wins every time over picking somebody because of the color of their skin or because they're a woman. And one reason we know that is because we see the record number of black men, first of all, running for Congress. In 2024, we have such a big turnover in seats. America first black men running because they're just so disgusted with what's going on in the Democratic Party, how black women have been used to uh, basically ignore them in the Democratic Party by Biden, especially led by people like Kamala Harris. And also that merit always wins. Look at the disasters she has had. What do you consider her biggest disaster? Well, certainly her assignment, Biden assigned her to handle the border issue for him, which is what vice presidents are supposed to do. They're supposed to take thorny political issues off the president's plate, look competent and look, you know, try to address it in a real competent fashion. And if you remember, she famously traveled to Guatemala, insisting that she was only focused on root causes. But at the same time, during that press conference, she in June 2021, she said to the cameras and to the press there, do not come. Speaking to the migrants, she repeated, do not come. Um, but while the migrants have been coming, they didn't listen to her at all. And they've really just continued to flood across the border because they know, despite everything that the Biden administration is saying, they're really opening up, opening up the border for anybody who wants to cross in. You go into something that a lot of people aren't talking about, and that is the truth about her parents, the uh, radical intellectual group that admired and promoted her for uh, black nationalism. And, and yet her parents are not fully what they want to talk about. And then I'm going to talk about the other uh, big false narrative about her Jewish husband, which we will discuss afterwards. But first talk about her parents, because this really talks about how this woman is a liar from the day she was born. Well, Kamala really liked to pretend that her parents were were active activists, 
but they were really more intellectuals. They spent most of their time in in the Afro American study group, and while as you know they did do some protests, but they're primarily primarily intellectual. They sort of resisted doing too much because of their own immigration status. They didn't want to cross the law, so definitely they were intellectual radicals. Afro um, the Afro American group focused on uh, you know pretty famous communists like Castro and Chairman Mao in China. So it wasn't just a, a happy little study group. It was actually pretty radical intellectually. And, I mean, we really saw how she could be radical. I guess the best thing when she called Joe Biden the racist in the debates. But I, there's another part of her family that I I don't see anybody talking about that. We really should. And that's how she and the Biden administration used Doug Emhoff as this great Jewish leader. He is the worst kind of Jewish leader. He uh intermarried twice. And his children, where some, lots of children from intermarriages do consider themselves part Jewish or proud of their Judaism, they denied it when they were questioned about it day one at the inauguration. And his own daughter raised millions of dollars for Hamas, which they later changed the story. But she's involved with all the groups that are anti-American supporting Hamas. Well, that's interesting. That's certainly more than I uncovered for the book. So, but yeah, it, Doug Emhoff is sort of did take a role in the administration as someone who would openly talk about his Jewish faith and how the anti-Semitism of Trump supporters was actually hurting him and hurting his, you know, hurting him and his Jewish heritage and his Jewish family. But the tables have really turned right now that so many more Democrats are protesting everything that Israel is doing in Gaza. And so it's kind of an awkward position to be in. To If you're going to condemn the anti-Semitism on the right, then you have to also condemn the anti-Semitism on the left. There's there's evidence that they are doing a little of it, but they're not maybe being as loud as, as maybe even Doug wants to be. Uh you also talk about Gavin Newsom and, you know, there's a lot of talk either Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama are going to jump in at the convention. First of all, what are your thoughts on that? The only reason any of them would try to jump in at the convention is if Joe Biden can't make it to November. If Joe Biden, if Joe Biden doesn't make it to election day, there will be a fight for who takes over. It will not automatically be Kamala Harris because there's enough donors who've seen enough from Kamala Harris and will not put her as the number one candidate to beat Trump. Who actually likes Kamala Harris? Well, I was surprised to find out in Washington that there's very few people who do like or respect Kamala Harris. She's kind of she earned her her first few years. She earned the reputation of being a laughingstock. And well, that's what they talk about in Washington, D.C. now a lot is who how do we fix Kamala Harris or how do we replace Kamala Harris? And you saw a few journalists come out and actually write it publicly, but. Few people are willing to air their thoughts publicly about Kamala Harris because they're afraid of being cast as a sexist or a racist. With everything that's going on in and I'm sorry, California, whether or not you walk in San Francisco or in Beverly Hills, you see all the crime that's going on. And I mean, I speak to people who are public figures, as I'm sure you do, who really don't support these policies. They don't support this administration and are afraid to come out because they're afraid they'll lose their jobs, etc. But how do you explain that we talk about presidential candidates and vice presidential candidates from this state that's really either one or two considered the worst? It's either New York or California. It's a close uh, tie there. 
Why is yeah, California and- producing this? And why are people thinking that this is presidential material? Yeah, Gavin Newsom is certainly an ambitious presidential candidate. Him and Kamala both sort of rose through California politics, both protégés of, of former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown. So they both are very ambitious. And certainly Kamala had the uh, the vision of becoming the next Obama, you know, with her decision to go into the Senate and running for president right, you know, less than a full term later. That sort of signifies her path. And Newsom has certainly worked hard at stepping up. He Before the midterms last year, he did a lot to step up and voice his complaints with the Democrat Party, something that Kamala and and Biden were not happy with. So it's it's very interesting that the two of them are back on the national stage, and it's def, they're definitely lined up for a clash at some point. What do you think, if Biden loses, and hopefully... I want him to because I think he's been just a horrible president. And this, you know, I wouldn't care if he was Republican or Democrat, what our country's been through the past three years. I don't even think anybody could fix it so bad what they've done. Where do you think her political future lies, if anywhere? Well, a big part of her calculus has to think if Joe Biden actually ran and won for president, why can't I? Because Joe Biden was widely dismissed as a laughingstock in Washington when he was Obama's vice president. No one ever expected him to run a, a campaign himself. But it, after, you know, waiting everybody else out, he sort of ran a campaign. We also have the different, the shaken up Democratic primary calendar. South Carolina now votes first in the Democratic primary. And if Kamala Harris goes to South Carolina, there's a good chance she performs pretty well in South Carolina before they go to some of these other states where she has traditionally underperformed. Do you think, I mean, I I have a feeling, um, you know, depending, like you said, South Carolina, let's say South Carolina is a success. Are they going to have her go out throughout the campaign trail? I think Kamala Harris is ambitious enough to want to, to get her name out there. And you already saw a little bit of that. Both Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris are already campaigning in in North Carolina, prompting more rumors of the presidential run themselves in 2028. So they're getting their feet wet, even though they're out there campaigning for Biden. They're definitely meeting people in the state and getting their feet wet and getting, you know, already preparing for 2028. Tell us a little bit about how you went about this research. The book is very extensive. I mean, you really go through Everything from the Brett Kavanaugh situation and Black Lives Matter. You are so detailed. It really is a book you don't want to put down because you don't want to miss the next chapter of what you're discussing. Uh, So tell us what made you decide to write the book and how you went about it, because there's really a lot of good detail and obviously investigative journalism, something we don't have too much of these days. Yeah, I was sort of looking forward when I was thinking about writing a book. There's obviously been a lot of books written about Joe Biden and his time in, in the spotlight is fading. So the, obviously you look to the next the next most powerful person in government, and that's Vice President Kamala Harris. Not too many people, not too many vice presidents get books about them in their first term. But Kamala is very unique in that she could very well be the next the 45th president of the United States. If Joe Biden wins and then has to step down in the next four years, that's a very real possibility. And I wanted people who picked up the book to be able to know who Kamala Harris is beyond the word salads and be able to have honest conversations with friends and family um, and, and in depth of whether or not she belongs, to, whether or not she deserves to be our president, because she's never ran a successful presidential campaign on her own. 
You know, there's a lot of talk about the cackle and the laugh. And some people have said in casual conversations and from what we, maybe she does it deliberately because it gets her attention. What are your thoughts on that? Well, in her early coverage, there's a lot of glowing coverage in the media. They really portrayed her laugh as an asset, kind of humanizing her. But it, the problem was, as vice president, and even when she was on the campaign trail in 2020, she would deploy the laugh any time she appeared like unprepared or, or not ready to answer a question. And so it kind of came off as callous and 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 un, unsensitive, you know, and not allowing, not really taking anybody's questions seriously and just kind of laughing it off and hoping people would forget about it. So it kind of had a different tone later on in her career. And it certainly didn't help when she was trying to answer serious questions or take on serious issues. And that I think really became very clear with Lou um, when she did the NBC with the less help. And he right. was a black man asking her and he, she, she really came off horribly. Who really was with her, you know, throughout the first campaign and through the beginning of the administration that really has changed their minds a lot about her. Well, we certainly saw in her first couple of years, the staff that she brought on to help her out in Washington, D.C., a lot of pretty seasoned professionals in Washington um, ultimately decided to abandon her and leave after just a few months or even after six months, 12 months, 18 months. A lot of them didn't feel like Kamala Harris had the potential to go further, right? People, staff in Washington are usually pretty, usually pretty intelligent. They don't want to work for a bully. They don't want to work for someone whose political career is going nowhere. And certainly behind the scenes, that's kind of what they saw and were not so willing to continue. So you did, that, that was a huge, uh, something the mainstream media actually covered. And that was a huge problem for her in her first couple of years. Tell us uh, what's next for you. I, yeah, I am uh, going to continue writing and look at another book. And I'm also doing a lot of interviews to promote this book. So we're very happy with it and uh, really appreciate you having me on to talk about it. Well, Amateur Hour, Kamala Harris in the White House. It's published by Simon & Schuster. uh, Tell everybody where it's available and how they could reach out to you directly. Yes, you can find it in on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And you can always reach out to me on Twitter. My DMs are open and look forward to having a conversation. Charlie Spearing, a great, great read. It's really important. And I'm telling people, don't think Democrat, Republican. Think about common sense. Because if you kept, would you go to a restaurant that kept serving you bad food over and over again? Or would you go to a doctor when you find out that half the patient's that had the same disease as you actually died shortly after they uh, got services from him. Well, that's the same thing with people like Kamala Harris. Why do you want to keep voting in failure? I just don't understand it. So thank you so much for joining Cindy and friends, and you're welcome back anytime. Thanks so much, Cindy. Are you looking for the perfect gift or simply want to treat yourself? Check out SophieCruzAtelier.com. We carry a chic, highly curated selection of jewelry, bags, accessories, and clothing that will elevate your style. Order now on SophieCruzAtelier.com and have your Sophie goodies in days. Hi, I'm Brianna Cannon. I'm a Texas-based fashion designer making women's accessories, clothing, and shoes. We love to dress multi-generations, head to toe, 
Our entire motto is making the world a prettier place, one sparkly accessory at a time. We have seasonal products for every major holiday and occasion, and we really just love to make our customers feel pretty and spread joy with our ruffles and bows and rhinestones. You can follow us on Instagram at Brianna Cannon Official. Shop online at BriannaCannon.com. You can follow us on Facebook, and if you're in the Texas area, please come to our retail store in Plano, Texas. We hope to see you soon. What a show. I like to remind everybody that the views of our guest and our sponsors and our commercials are the views of the companies and the people and WGBB Studios and Cindy's Corners Productions is not responsible for the content that they share. I'd also like to remind everybody that you can always listen to our shows, download us, and listen through Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Jewish Podcast out of Jerusalem, and follow my columns that are regularly uh, published through Newsmax Business, The Times of Israel, Israel National News, Your America TV, Reactionary Times, and multiple other outlets. Follow Cindy Gross on Facebook. Instagram, X, and LinkedIn, and you can also follow her various other pages that include Cindy and friends. Please support our sponsors and our advertisers in our recommendation section of my website. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, you always have a friend at Cindy and Friends.